This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one minute on the counter-attack. Forest Noon, everybody. Yes, that's interesting, isn't it? How do we pick the bones out of that? First of all, as ever, it's about what you think more than more than what we want to particularly talk about necessarily. It's about what your thoughts and considerations are. I think the questions are going to be the first 20, 25 minutes was simply woeful. We see a substitution made, a double substitution on about 25, 26 minutes. Is that the manager taking control of the situation or is that a manager in the last chance saloon basically rolling the dice? What do you think the situation is with Valerian Ishmael tonight? Now, I appreciate that many people will sit on the side of, hang on, that's one game. Why are you suddenly asking that question? Today felt very different. We've heard a lot in through through the Watford Observer. That's what Andrew French is there to do, and he, he conveys the words, where we've heard about the size of the squad and the schedule that they've had to compete with, and that now we've had a week's work. There was very little that I saw that translated from the week's work. Yes, we had Ryovic playing, but we interestingly had Tom Bashiru playing at right back again and not one, but two seasoned professional right backs sitting on the bench, which seemed odd. We then see Kone going by reports straight down the tunnel. Not sure about KMB, but obviously we heard from, from people about that. So what do you think? What do you think about what you saw today, et cetera, et cetera? Let me just add in Justin, and then we're going to be coming to everybody. We're going to be going to Terry first, then we're going to be coming to Uncle Ron, going to go to Paul Holly, then we're going to be coming to Charlie, and then we're going to be coming to Rich, and then we've got Nelly in there as well. Justin, sir. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you very much. By the way, and thank you for everybody who asked, I'm now using a different microphone and a different headset, so uh, today's technology challenges will be entirely fresh when they entirely hit us, I'm sure. Yes, yes. I'm on standby to co-host, Peter. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'd be surprised if Ishmael is still manager when we play Millwall next week. I just get a feeling that's it now. It was just awful today. I don't know whether Dennis went off because it was about time for Dennis to go off or if he's injured, if he's injured, that leaves us with just Ryovic as a striker unless Jack Greaves starts getting some games. I was just disappointing all over the pitch. And like you say, it does feel like something has, has turned somehow. So it'll be interesting to see what everybody has to say. Quite a feeling you need to get comfy, Pete. I think this could be a long one, my old mate. It might be, but... As ever, we're not here to just hear what we think. It's about what everybody else thinks. There'll be the five-word review opportunities for the five-word reviews, or if you want to put something longer on the on the tail of the the tweet with this, please do. Let us know what you think and what you're thinking. And it doesn't matter if you're pro uh, Val or 
want him out or whatever your thoughts on any position in the club. This is always and will remain as long as I'm bloody doing it. It's going to be about a barometer about what your opinions are. It's not about trying to tell you what you should think. Most certainly not. Most certainly not. Thank you, Justin. Let's get across to Chip Shop Terry. Terry, so how are you doing, mate? Hello, bud. I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, all right. That was that was uh, 102 minutes of my life I'll never get back again, but a good goal from Dennis. But thereafter, everything seemed to go, and before it, seemed to be rather odd and strange. How did, what, what did you make of events? Yeah, pretty much that, mate. And Justin just said, I think maybe we could have a shock, maybe not even a shock this week, with maybe Val departing the club. I think it was just really frustrating to watch, to be honest. We streamed it, watched the whole game through gritted teeth, obviously. I, I think we're very predictable as a team, and we have been for a long time. I, Dennis, watching Dennis play was quite good. I think he was going for stuff and doing stuff that Ryvik probably isn't capable of doing. But still, we just look very light up top. We look like wherever we are. We Huddersfield are obviously a very hands-on team, very physical, which is something we lack, and that's clear as usual. It's just frustrating week after week. Was it last week against Rotherham? We looked poor, and we I didn't think we could look any poor. And we play Huddersfield that were, what, fourth from bottom? So you go, this should be another win that would really do our confidence some good. And that didn't happen. I'm really struggling to understand why Andrews is not starting. I don't really rate Tom Delibashiru in any position on the pitch. Ken was horrendous. Kone did have a stinker. But to make changes like that after, what was it, 25 minutes, 26 minutes, is never very pretty. And I, I read Andrew French posted something about five, ten minutes ago saying Kone has taken a shortcut to leave Vicarage Road, which he's never seen before. But yeah, I, I think questions do have to be asked of Val. I really would like us to stick with a manager, as we yeah. should have done historically, because it would just be nice for us as a club and as fans to be like, we can trust and believe. But I don't see any of this togetherness that some of the other fans are talking about. Oh, the team seem really together and he's brought all the players together. I don't see that. And I, I haven't seen that as yet. And I think that doesn't really seem to be winning us games either, does it? But I just, I know you're pretty good with this stuff. Is What do you boys think? And obviously the other Watford fans as to why we're not starting. To me, is our best right back, which is Andrews. Do you think there's something in his contract where he's not able to play? Are his minutes limited? Has he signed for someone else already and his minutes have to be limited for us? Because I don't understand it, mate. I don't. I, I really don't rate Tom Deli Bashir. I mean, he makes so many poor footballing decisions and passing back and the fans booing. I get that. If I was there today, I probably would have been booing because it was so unattractive the football's just really crappy and we've got we have got some good talent like Aspria and we're going to have to enjoy him while he's still with us obviously but yeah the football's so untidy the finishing should have scored three goals today Rayovic's finishing is absolutely shocking that's another thing if Fowl has seen Rayovic's stats and how he plays and then been like he's definitely the player for us you've got to ask questions of the sort of manager that does that signs a player that's that naff I know he scored what nine or ten goals so he's, he's capable of it but you could put a piano in front and go and if you put enough balls into it it's going to hit a piano and go in right yeah sorry that's pro probably not very no, well no, the, the, dif um, the difference is you can get a tune out of a piano but um, yeah true, mate. Uh, and a good one if Elton John's sitting in front of it yeah but, I'm, so, I'm so sorry if I hadn't gone for that I think I'd have lost my equity card yeah no I, I agree it's why is Andrew's not playing like why there must be there must be a logical reason why Andrews doesn't start. And you can't, no one can say it's fitness because he's, how old is he? 19, 20. He should be able to play three games a week. He should have bags of energy, bags of adrenaline. He's an up and coming player with a point to prove, isn't he? He doesn't want to stay at Watford. He wants to be going and playing for United or City or Liverpool. He's got a point to prove. Val not playing him is, it really baffles me. Anyway, sorry, I'm no, waffling no, no, as no. usual. That's, no, this is the place to come and waffle. Everybody knows that. If you want to come and waffle, hit the request button. It's, I think there was, there is bound to be a reason. I've heard some people say, actually, the stats aren't that great and he gives away too much possession and he as you just said, uh, you're playing Rivic and he will be a willing trier. Nobody is saying that this young lad up front doesn't try, doesn't run, doesn't work. But if that is 
being used as the reason to not play Andrews, it seems inexplicable that you would do that and yet go, go take until today to to try to play something other than Ryevich. So I think it's, for me, the question, is it logical? If it's logical, you would not have two right backs on the bench, right? It comes down to you haven't got enough fit players, therefore it is dead bodies on the Alamo wall, basically. For all of those those interested in American history, Uncle Ron were coming to you. It's it's you're you're putting them in because that's what you've got. But we finished with Ken playing at left back. And don't get me wrong, he's tried to do a job there. But last week you'd had Tom Ince ending up there. After before half an hour had gone today, you've got Ince coming on and Jack for Dadze. And it, it, the, for me, the question becomes, were, were you doing that because you you thought, oh, they're, they're not playing for me, I've lost the dressing room? Or was it going, no, I'm going to go and grasp this. I'm going to try and do something. We will see. But I think I think this week could potentially be very of great interest, but we'll see. We'll see. Terry, sir, it's lovely to hear from you. I've got people waiting to get on, so I'm going to spin on, but lovely to hear from you. Look, for, look forward to seeing your lad down the bunker at some point very soon. Let's just get to, I'm going to Uncle Al going to try and remember the order in which I said this, which, as you all know, my memory is not the best. What can I say? So we're going to be going to Uncle, then we're going to be going to Paul, then we're going to Charlie, then we're going to Rich, then we're going to come to you, Danny. There we go. Uncle, sir, Florida, is it a bit warmer there than it is here? I'll give you a clue. It's perishing cold here. It's pretty warm here, yes, in the 70s. Oh, okay. You win on the first one. Let's see how we do on this. Did you manage to watch? I know last time you were out out with the family in the second half, but listening to it, did you get to uh, to view today's, I'm using the word spectacle with inverted commas? I did get to watch it, yes, Peter. And this is a low. This is on a par with the Roy Hodgson era in terms of where this football club is and I'd like to talk about on-field matters and off-field matters, Fire relevant to the day. So on-field, um, Ishmael should be sacked. He should be sacked. Um, it is no home wins since November in the second division. He, there is no attacking intent whatsoever. Andrew French asked him in the week about releasing the handbrake, and there was a lot of gibberish in his reply. But it was along the lines of, I like to see how the opposition are going to play for the first 20 minutes. It's pathetic. It's a pathetic answer. There's no attacking intent at home to Huddersfield Town. I've called for many times for him to try two up front. Mm -hmm. He won't do it. For whatever reason, he won't do it. You had Andrews and Ngaki are on the substitutes bench. If neither of those players are capable of playing 45 minutes each, then why are they even on the substitutes bench? Unacceptable. It's so boring it's so boring to watch peter it is boring sideways backwards in the old days we'd call it fanny foot what's the point of keeping him what is the point if they if he's going to play like this at home if we're not going to win a game for months and months on end at home there's no point of keeping him obviously the main problem is the owner but just because he's the main problem, it doesn't mean you can persist with a head coach who is plays this wretched, poisonous football at home. That's what I'd call that. Okay, fair enough. So That's, he has to go. He has to go. What did you make of the substitution before before half an hour? What was that an, an attempt at being positive? Because I think it's fair to say, for for my money, Kone was was not really shaking a leg, and KMB wasn't really influencing anything. So he made a, uh, I'm not going to call it a positive change, but he made a change to try to do something. Do you see that as a positive or do you see that as, has he, has he, has he lost the players at this point? I don't see it as a positive. They were playing very badly, those two players, but so were many others. But again, he's set up with a very negative lineup, a very negative lineup. There's no, I don't think he, we don't, I don't even think we need Livermore to play a, a, in a home game against Huddersfield Town. He just hauled two players off, certainly not a positive. It's not like he brought two strikers, brought another striker on to partner Dennis. Okay. But I would like to mention the off-field matter, and I feel very strongly about it. Far away, sir. There were some some pictures today of outside the sensory room, a large contingent of people waving the flags of Ukraine. And I'm going to be very careful here, Peter, out of respect to you. I'm not going to put my political views on here. I I appreciate it. I know it's not the space. I have my own views on that conflict. 
What I will say, though, is it has nothing to do with Watford Football Club. Absolutely nothing to do. And those are invited guests. So they have been invited either by the owner or probably Scott Duxbury or whomever, and it has been sanctioned. But those flags of another nation shouldn't be waved at Vicarage Road. Politics has nothing to do with football. And if someone had brought a Pozzo out flag, they'd have been marched out quicker than you could say Jack Robinson and not allowed back. The club is a cesspit as far as I'm concerned. I grew up under in the family enclosure under Anne Swanson. I've said this many times. This would never have been allowed to happen. Never. No one would have talked about it. It has nothing to do with Watford. They are, they sicken me. I despise the football club. I cannot wait for the owner and the chairman to leave and for it to return to something I can recognize. Well, but it, enough is enough. And, and people need to, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen various other tweets of people not agreeing with this. No, no, but no, it no, is no, unacceptable. I, th- I think, first of all, I appreciate the fact that we, we've always said that this isn't a political environment, but your point about it being on display at the club is absolutely within the purview of the football club. There's no reason why you shouldn't mention it. I don't know if anybody was was watching whether or not you'd have seen prior to the game, Luther was there and there is an element of his former players club that is basically doing a lot of work for Ukrainian refugees who have been obviously forcibly ejected from Ukraine and housing them, etc. So that was mentioned before with people there. And they also touched on the lad, on the lad, Christian Chenko, Andrei Shevchenko's son. Now, notwithstanding, at the previous At Your Place, where it has been discussed around match day experiences, one of the things obviously that had been discussed previously was exactly as you said, banners and flags being shown. And it was suggested that there should not be any flags, any national flags displayed. And the reason for that wasn't relating to Ukraine uh, and and Russia conflict. It was in relation to uh, the Gaza-Israeli conflict as that as being the one that was mentioned that, that shouldn't be it shouldn't be mentioned and shouldn't be escalated. I've got no idea about the Ukrainian-Russian uh, one, but there will be fans in who will have found um, that to have been inappropriate. There will be other people who will have found it appropriate, and but that's why you try to uh, establish a level of neutrality uh, at all times. I sit in the family stand, and I must confess I was surprised, not at what went on beforehand because it was done very nicely and very tastefully. I was surprised that the flags were on display in the sensory room simply because from the TV gantry, it's quite clearly visible, and therefore I was surprised that would have been seen to be visible. Bearing in mind, I've got no idea what the fire certificate safety and all of that kind of stuff that everything else has gone through is there. So it does. It has felt like a a, a bit of an a bit of an odd one. I haven't got a problem with the issue. I haven't got a certainly. I haven't got a problem with the the work that that Luther and his entourage have been doing, helping the kind of people who have been suffering from that from that 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 dreadful conflict and been displaced. Got no problem. No trouble with that whatsoever. But it was just an interesting kind of technicality as to whether or not one flag is allowed and and not another because it, that that that's the nature of these things uncle sir i hear you i hear your little in the background or one of them making waves in terms of let's give you a scenario here if the current incumbent ownership and as you said and i think i know where, where, where you're going here if the current ownership decided to relieve val would you support that decision that they make yes yes super I just wanted to get an understanding of that because one of the things obviously we're looking at now and a lot of people will say, we don't want to, we don't, as Terry just said earlier on, we don't want to lose another manager. I would love to have a manager incumbent for the year, but it's just a question of what do we think about all of this for good or for bad? Either way, uncle, sir, thank you as ever for your call. This will, as I say, always remain to be open for everybody. Paul Holly, I'm just going to come to you in just one second, if that's all right. If you could just pop yourself on mute because there's a bit of fold back. If you've got a headphones, it might help on that. Carl, sir, before I come to uh, Paul, Carl, sir, hit your hit your mic button and just quickly join us. How are we? You good? Oh, it was, yeah, we've all just watched that, really. So I think we're all reeling a little bit, but ha, no, I, ha, how are you? And then I can get across to Paul. And Paul, thank you very much, sir. But if you've got yeah, sorry. Go on, far away. Sorry, Paul, I won't keep you too long. I, I, I think a couple of things. That The first thing, I can't believe that Uncle Ron grew up under Anne Swanson. He's definitely fucking older than Anne Swanson. There is no chance <laughs> in hell that man 
grew up under Anne Swanson. What a load of bollocks I've just heard there. But having said that, <laughs> having said that, anything that's political or anything like that, absolutely, that's not the space for this. But I would probably point your those questions and um, and, and issues with that to Luther Blissett because he he's the man in the know with that sort of thing. Yeah. That would be my guidance for that kind of thing. Moving on to to the game, yes. I've got two. I've got two massive issues. I've got an issue. Let's talk about the football first. My first issue is there is no manager in any form of the game that can continue in their job with a home record like Val currently has. It's as simple as that. The home record is astonishing. It's unacceptable. He is a manager tonight under massive pressure. Is he a manager that's in a role that's a difficult one, of course, because it's a club in change. But I think it's really forgivable to have a really bad away form and to go away and lose and play in a certain way. But I think it's unforgivable to play in that style, what I saw today. It's it's dire. It, it it really is awful football at Vicarage Road, and it, it's some of the and I'm probably being quoted on this now. It's some of the worst that I've actually seen for a very long time. Today was today was really a, a, a straw that broke the camel's back for me because it's the body language, it's the body language of the players, it's the body language of the manager. The, the manager was physically looking at the rookery, saying, "Why are you booing?" He was physically looking at us sort of and raising his arms and pointing at players about us booing because. Every ball that is meant to go forward just goes back. You've got Delhi Bashiru, who's a central midfielder, who, as a central midfielder, all he wants to do as a central midfielder is to turn his body out because he's got somebody next to him. He's got players in and around him. You're playing him in a position that's unnatural to him. So he can only turn one way playing on that side of the pitch. He can only turn in. He turns in and there's a problem. He passes back. That's what he does. That's what his natural instinct to, to, to do. And there's a lot of people saying, oh, that is shit. And that, there's a really good footballer in Dele Bashiru, but not in that current position. I will probably back him in that. I blame the manager for the substitutions today. What we saw was a manager that set up thinking or mistakenly thinking that he was playing Rajovic or Bayo up front because all we were doing is pinging the ball upfield and hoping that Dennis was going to battle and win shit in the air. He was going to win fuck all. He was never going to win that. The two substitutions that he made actually made a difference. We actually started to play a little bit in midfield and move the ball around and there was a few chances created. But overall, what a fucking shambles on the pitch. And if, Pete, if the manager survives the weekend, I'd be surprised. I'm going to Millwall next weekend. I personally think we'll have somebody new in charge or, or an interim somebody in charge, Tom Cleverley, somebody like that. To, to take over the side because I, I just don't see how anybody in the hierarchy up there and can accept what we've seen tonight. I think it's I think it's a shambles. But before I let you interlude, I just want to say we've I spoke to Justin message Justin earlier and you actually on the group. We've had more issues with the stewarding. Constant shit at this club with the stewarding. I, I spoke to a steward earlier who is from this company mm-hmm. and she's like, you need to take this up with somebody in our company because this is what we've been told to do. Honestly, this is poisonous. And, and Ron's probably right in a way that the, the club is poisonous in a way because there there are, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good at this club and we've said this on the podcast, there's a lot of good people at this club trying so hard and they are trying to make a difference and to keep this club as a family club, but they are being shadowed and undermined by this hierarchy that just feel that it's necessary to treat fans like fucking dogs. Not even dogs at home, dogs in Korea. Trap them in cages and fucking oh, we, poke we, them. We don't need to give us anything more visual. I think we got that with the dogs. But it's, but it's, mate, honestly, it's it's tiresome. It's shallow. That the, the whole match they experience at Vicarage Rose, on and off the pitch is a fucking bad one at the moment. It's really bad. Now, I'm going to say, because I saw somebody put something up uh, this week and said, uh, uh, what load of rubbish. My experiences have never been bad. The, the, point, the point is that some people won't have had any of those, those experiences, and I'm very pleased that there are people who haven't. Yeah. A lot of people have. Just because you haven't doesn't mean that they haven't existed exactly. It's one of the reasons why we are after that, 
particular at your place, we came on here, we did a, a spaces, a, not a spaces, a, a podcast, and people came on and shared with us. Very brave people came on and shared with us what had happened. Yeah. I, I, I say, and I maintain, and, and I'll touch on what Carl just said there, there are people who are looking to do something about this at the club. There are people that you have to put your trust in somebody, and I think there are some good people at the club trying to do good things, and we have to keep our fingers crossed and hope that that goes in the right way. That's the off-the-field stuff. We want to see things absolutely improve, but obviously we'll also turn to the on-field stuff as well, Carlos. Look, mate, if you have you got any details on uh, coming out on the vlog in terms of, because obviously you've got your camera when these things happen. Yeah, so we've got all of that again, as per usual. It's becoming a bit boring. It's the same old stuff at home at the moment. But yeah, now it's all on the vlog. The vlog will be up, up tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to an away day. Just to mention there are... I think it's 350, 380 Watford supporters that have hired a boat that we're going down on the Thames to the Millwall game next week. So we're going to have a a, a big sing song and have a good time on the River Thames next week. We're looking forward to that. That'll all be on the vlog as well. But yeah, it's unfortunately, I I, I won't lie, guys. It's a little bit depressing this this week's vlog. But anyway, please can subscribe (laughs) as always. God bless. (laughs) Always. Thank you, Carlos. Hi, this is Amin Abdi and you're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. (laughs) At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, sir, I'm so sorry, but just needed to ream on it. We've, we've got a bit of fallback. Can you tell us okay. your thoughts today, Paul? Yeah, thank you. Just, I'll try and be very succinct. Off the pitch, the Ukrainian flags, oh, Lufra, Lauren, do great work with that Sunflower Club, and that has to be admired. Obviously, Lufra's got a collection of Ukrainian people to come to the game, which is great. Yep. I think there, there, there has to be a line, and... Nothing against the Ukraine and without being political, but what if the Jewish fans suddenly wanted to bring their Star of Davids? We've got quite a large Jewish fan base. So where where does the line stop? Because I bet you if suddenly brought out Israeli flags next home game, I would imagine they'd be removed. And then because then the counter side is that is you get Palestinian flags or Gazan flags. And where do you draw the line? So I think let's not take away the great work that Lufra and Lauren have done. But I do think there is a line. And to give them the sensory room or the bit above it and have all those flags on display is bitching towards being political. But anyway, enough said about that. With regards to on the pitch, it was a low. I've been going for over 40 years and we've all had lows, the Grimsby home, the Yeovil homes. We've all had very low marks. But what you're seeing now is a manager, a coach, rebelling. Because like the previous coaches, he has not been backed and he has not been supported. But here we have a man who's very confident in himself and he's a stubborn bastard. If you watch him and if you see his demeanour, you wouldn't want to play cards against him. He's got that very stubborn demeanour. And this just speaks volumes now in that when he joined in the summer, if you remember the story about 20, 30 million being made available to bring the right players in, but he didn't think they were right. And he was involved in that process. And he probably felt, look, we'll get to January. We'll assess the situation. And by the end of December, we were in a challenging position. And it was the ideal time to bring in some players that, he needed, if not first choice, second choice, third choice. And what we ended up with is Emmanuel Dennis, which he didn't want, but the club saw an opportunity to bring him back, low risk in terms of finances. Mm -hmm. But that's all he got. And now you're seeing a manager rebel. And now you're seeing the team spirit 
diminished. Now you're seeing the players arguing with one another. And through his stubbornness, the reason Ryan Andrews is not playing is because something happened off the pitch. And Pete, I know you're, and Justin, I know you're aware of something that's happened. And other people have to be called in to contain Andrews' attitude, whichever way you want to look at it. But subsequently, Val has told Andrews that he thinks Tom Dembele is a better playmaker out of defence. And that is why he's starting ahead of Ryan Andrews. Ryan Andrews is as fit as a fiddle. So there's either been some kind of attitude problem. I don't know what stimulated it. But subsequently, Tom Dembele is being chosen because Val rates him above Andrews. Now, we can all debate that, but it's the coach's privilege to put players where he likes. But at at the moment, what you're now seeing, the first half was appalling. Yes, the subs were petulant from the coach. You've totally lost Kone and Kayembe now. Obviously, you've, you've heard about a reaction from Kone storming through or leaving via the media. That's going to take a bit of TLC to win their hearts and minds back. Bearing in mind, these are still youngsters, 20, 21, 22. It's not like dealing with more grown-ups where you can put it behind you quicker. So the dressing room is lost. At the end of the game, Hoots went to clap the fans, and he was angry trying to tell the other players to clap the fans because most of them couldn't wait to get off. There is problems in that dressing room. There is problems with the coach, but ultimately, this is all on Gino Pozzo. There you go. Ball, sir. Succinct and beautifully to the point. But I still got, I can still hear myself echoing back. So I'm going to move on there. Sorry. No, Paul, brilliant stuff. I just do want to say just one thing because Paul's comment about obviously the Ukrainian flag and the politics, this was one of the reasons that was given out at the At Your Place and it was mentioned. I want to make sure about one thing is that. At no point will do not scratch your eyes not be an advocate of free speech. If you disagree with that, and I know we're not a political thing, we're not talking about that, but we can talk about whether or not you believe that flags of support for issues should be visible in the club without actually talking about and getting into the issues themselves or the rights or the wrongs or the reasons, etc. So if you disagree with that, more than happy for you to put whatever point you wish. This is an area for discourse around those around those issues as much as anything. We're going to get, we've got loads of people wanting to get in and talk about all sorts of things, I'm sure. Guys, we will get to you. Please bear with us. Let's get across to Rich. Who's been waiting literally right from the start. I'll go to Greg just to see if we can see if Greg can hear me. Greg? Hello, Peter. Thank you. Sorry, you never quite know whether or not it's me who can't hear Rich or vice versa or whatever. Rich, I'm going to take you out and then you can request and come back in again and then we'll come back to everybody. Greg, sir, uh, it's been a difficult old day with the football, etc. What are your thoughts this evening? My thoughts are if I wanted to talk about Ukraine, I'd go on question time. I, I don't really want to talk about no trouble Ukraine. With that at all. Yeah. I fear for the manager tonight. If I was a betting man, I think, yeah, maybe. I wanted to keep a manager until for the whole season. That's I really, in my heart, that's what I wanted this season. I don't think it's going to happen, Pete. That was... Huddersfield, fair play to you guys. You deserved it. And if any Huddersfield fans are listening, you should have won by a bigger margin than you did. You wanted it more than we did. Fair play to you. What can I say? That centre-forward... It's the worst footballer I've ever seen. In inverted commas, footballer. Mm-hmm. Tommy Mooney on Hive Live, I am told, said he's, he's got a big heart, but if he was five foot something, he'd be a postman. I think he would struggle in the conference. He is just, when he came on, he was more of a hindrance than a help. We'd have done better if he wasn't there. Uh, a traffic cone would have been more used to it than, than him. Okay. Absolutely dreadful. He's the worst footballer I've ever seen. Okay. 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 Mes- message received. Message received. Um, that one. What did you yeah. think? What did you think of the first half substitutions? What do you think that? What do you uh, think that tells us? Took bollocks to do them and made us marginally better. Okay. But. Yeah, look, they what for observer they were talking about. Let's go out, get on the front foot in the first, the first twenty five minutes. We were bad throughout, but in the first twenty five, we were bad. I fear for the manager tonight. 
I wouldn't be surprised if the conversation has already happened. Yeah, dreadful, mate, dreadful. We go to Millwall and next week, they've just changed the manager from back to Neil Harris, who plays a direct get-at-them style. This little crumble at Millwall absolutely will crumble. We've got 40-whatever. We're going to limp to 50 points. And and that's the and that's the season and that's the season done. What more can I say, Pete? I'm normally Mr. Positive, but I think we're gonna just have to get used to being where we are. Gotta get used to being middle of the road championship team for a while, I think. That's what I think, Pete. You know, I'm pretty, this evening I'm pretty drained, mate. Pretty drained. Understood, mate. Understood. And, and another thing I add, this Ryan Andrews situation is bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. He should be playing. I personally wouldn't disagree with you. I've, and I've got no problem with Tom Deli Bashiru being an, it, as an option in the middle. But I thought what was telling was obviously with about five minutes to go, he was thrown on, plus obviously the eight minutes of extra time. Ryan Andrews was thrown on and he made a run to the byline which we don't get from Tom Daly B. It's not what he does. And that's not a criticism of what he does, but it was a a requirement to stretch the game. And it was something that we hadn't done all all, all game. How many times can anybody remember, for example, Espria getting the ball, going inside? How many times does anybody remember, level with the opposition penalty box, Tom Daly B getting forward? He does. It's just not what he yeah. does, whereas Ryan does. And yeah. it was a game whereby we are now, I would suggest, if it wasn't all overdone by the shouting, at the playoffs is over the horizon, oh, forget shall it. we say. Forget, forget, yeah. forget it, mate. No, no, forget no. it, mate. Limp, my limp point to is, 50 points. My point limp is, to 50 points max. I get it. Yeah. My point was that this game was one that was a surefire have to win if you're going to keep that hope alive. And we didn't. We it's did. Dead. It's dead. It's, it's what we dead. did was exactly, I could take your choice of words, we limped through through the game, which was disappointing. Nobody wants to see, yeah. see Val go. And I think and if he does, I think we would have to look back and go, look at the things that he did do, because I think everybody's acknowledged that there's been a culture in that dressing room that frankly has been toxic. And I think he's done a lot of good stuff. The question is, what's more to come? Will there be any opportunity, one, for there yeah. to be more? I think he did at the start. Anybody listening to who was on the last call, Paul Holly, Paul, yeah, listen to what Paul Holly said. I didn't say it, but listen to what Paul Holly said. Understood. Greg, go get a go get an Indian or a Chinese or some form of takeaway as ever. Nelly O'Connor, Neil, who I was speaking to before the game, then I've got to give Rich another go, try and get him back on. And then we'll be coming to Tom Bodell. Oh, of the Buzz Podcast. Brilliant. Like like talking to Tom. Tom, sir, how are you doing? I'm very well, Pete. How are you? Oh, it's lovely to be speaking to you. It's just a shame it's under these circumstances. Oh, that no, tell me about it. Tell me about <laughs> it. I don't I don't get to many home games in person. A friend lent me their season ticket today. And I, and I still feel like I've been ripped off somehow. It, it was that miserable, wasn't it? Oh, um, it wasn't good. What was, what was your take on all things at the moment then? Yeah, I think my kind of perspective generally and, and from chatting and, and listening to the pod and, and so on, I tend to come down on the more positive side of things. But I can certainly see where those who want him out are coming from for the first time, having Whitney witnessed it in person rather than on the telly or yeah. other means. And I, I think if you take it over the whole piece, the job that, Ishmael has done I think most people would probably be fairly happy but the amount of times we've seen them change head coach or manager because of underlying performances things that we see at the training ground etc etc you do have to wonder given performances over the last however many weeks it's been now and and particularly at home when when does that become an issue that he just you know can't address and and can't change the, the kind of trend the direction we're trending in in that respect because I don't see a lot there today if anything that suggests that it's going to turn around anytime soon even if the the body of work has been good in the main the direction of travel is not good so I don't want him to go personally, and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way, but I, I would not be surprised as as quite a few of your callers already alluded to. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I used a phrase during the week, which was something along the lines of, um, will what got you here get you there? In, in, mm. in terms of what, what's brought us here, is there something there to be built on, to be built on? I think there is. Are, is that manager capable of building upon it? And it's been a very disappointing run since since Boxing Day. And I think the stats are something like one win in nine in all competitions that have that has gone on. 
And so it will be a shame if that, if what we are all heartily suspecting yeah. might materialise, because I think we'll all be saddened by that because everybody would like to have had or, or would like to have a manager to go throughout the season, even if it is. But I suppose what we need to look back on and think about, you remember the Kike Sanchez-Flores thing when it, it, his first time here, when everybody knew he was on his way out because they yeah. weren't agreeing. And then the next season we had it with Matt Sari and everyone knew he was on his way out. Do Is it better, do you think, to limp on and get to the end of a season and then make a change? Or is it better to make a change that is an interim? I think if we knew who was going to come in for the long term, but I don't think we, I don't think there's been any planning on this done, to my knowledge. If you were bringing in somebody, you remember what everybody thought, Rob Edwards, if you gave him the back end of the, the three or four games in the Premier League, he'd be able to get to see it. That never materialised, but people could understand that. Yeah, I think that, I never think that worked. If it's a true interim in the sense of you have got it until the end of the season and then you're either going to step back. If it's a Tom Cleverley say, so I think you, what, you or someone else mentioned Tom Cleverley now. If it's a Tom Cleverley that gets promoted up for the final kind of whatever it is number in the games and then there's no expectation of it going beyond that but most becomes part of the new first team coaching staff fine but I think you see so often these these managers that kind of get the job with a free hit remit which I know is not quite what you said but this free hit remit for the rest of the season Huddersfield had one a few years ago didn't they Jan Siever came in was it after David Wagner yeah. and the toxicity and the negativity and the to use the term again the kind of the direction of travel is so negative in the in that remainder of the season that they're already at it's now or never crossroads by the time the new season starts so yes I think it needs to be a true interim rather than giving them a, a head start not that I would not that I would pull the trigger I, I still think all the kind of points that people have made about the depth of squad the quality of squad the inability to strengthen in January yeah. misuse of funds spending the the biggest proportion of our transfer spend on a, a bloke who I honestly feel so sorry for today, Ryovich, et cetera, et cetera. He needs, and he, to go off on a massive tangent here, needs to be, I think, just taken out the firing line as much as anything in the same way that it's probably not done Porteous any harm to come out for a couple of games due to suspension. I think Ryovich probably needs some just some time out of it because the, the, the opportunities he missed today weren't necessarily egregious misses, but the way he went about it and the complete and utter lack of conviction in the header, I think we all know which one there, the left-footed kind of scuff wide of the post yeah. after, was it a spree cut it back for him? And I dare say he might have stuck one or two of those, one or two chances away earlier in the season, but he just looks so far off it now in terms of confidence. That was the one thing you could say about it. We were saying about him earlier in the season is it doesn't give you much else, but he sticks the ball in the back of the net. And at the moment, I just think he's absolutely shot and it's, bordering on inhumane without being overly dramatic about it to, to keep putting him out there. But with Dennis going off, who knows? <laughs> we might have another choice of this. Come race. on, Tom. Come on, Tom. You're not on the Buzz podcast now. This is Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. You are able to be over-dramatizing everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know us. No, mate. mate <laughs> exactly. When, when, when are you, Matt and Jordan, getting together to... to- Discuss this because the guys come together. They talk tactics. They talk. They talk stats. They talk properly. Unlike me, Carl and Justin, who just go off on a succession of knob jokes half the time. When, when are you? There's guys a fair amount of nonsense in there as well. Tomorrow or Monday evening. Yes, we'll we will get together and, and give it a, 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 have a long run up at it and, and and see what see what we can come up with. But I, I dare say it won't be a positive one. No, yeah, no, it's going to be a, yes. But sometimes the most valuable post mortems are after the most gruesome incidents. I, I've got no more to go with that segue it was very odd it was strange I'm not sure I'm comfortable with it but I did it so it's out there sorry about that Tom do do go and look out for the Buzz podcast if you don't subscribe already um, because that's always a great way of getting another take on it in a more, I would suggest, analytical and calm manner. Because, of course, we come on straight after and we appreciate this is where everybody gets to come and emote so you don't have to go and kick the cat. You want some want some good consideration? Let them know, send them questions, etc. Tom, lovely to hear from you, sir. Sorry appreciate to, it. Cheers, so, Peter. Sorry to chat after that game, but never mind. There's Tom. Let's get to, let's see if we can get Rich back on, see if, see if we are, are any better off than we were previously. Rich, can you talk to me? Yeah, I was here. Oh, can, you, can you hear me? I've got you. It's that, bla- that, ba- that bloody new mic you got, mate. I was chatting away and you couldn't hear me. <laughs> no, no, because what happens is just, Justin sends me a note and goes, I can't hear Rich either. So, oh, right, okay. Go. So, apologies, <laughs> apologies if you could. but Sad, Sadly, you've got to listen to me rumble on now. <laughs> no, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. And yeah, then I'm going to be coming know. to Rio. Oh, no, sorry. And I'm going to Danny. Then I'm going to come to Rio and then we'll get make our way through everybody. Thanks very much. Loads of people wanted to talk. Rich, mate, what did you make of today in all things? <laughs> 
I'll start with a little bit because follow on from Carl for the from the stewarding bit. Just something I thought was quite amusing. Huh? Strange at the same time. As I left you guys and walked up the steps to go into the corner there at the Wookery End to go into the lower Graham Taylor. Yep. I'm about 10, 20 feet behind a guy similar, probably similar age to me. And he's got a hat on, a normal, not um, a cap, a proper like a woolly hat without the bobble, a bit huh. like what I had on in England, that, that literally sits really nice and tight to your head. They give him the most <laughs> incredible sort of brush down, as I've seen for a long time, and they actually asked him to remove his hat. Now, this is a hat that's sticking to his head, <laughs> as if they've asked him to remove it. Now, I've got the same hat on, so I'm walking up to him, and I'm thinking, hello, this is going to be fun. Now, it's not been too well, so I'm full of cold and a bit chesty, and so I've got a nice big hanky out, and I'm blowing my nose, and as I approach him, he just waves me straight through. So there you go. If you want to get into the ground, a nice big <laughs> snot rag and blow it right in front of them. But I couldn't believe what they were doing to this guy. They made him remove his hat that is actually just a normal clingy hat. Yeah. To, uh, what they were looking for under his hat, I've got no idea. But there you go. That was just what I witnessed. And I just shook my head and walked in the ground. Oh. Then the foot. Then the, then we got into the football. In the game. There <laughs> we go. I hate to say I, I told you, but I've been saying it for weeks. And you, now you're seeing it unfold, exactly what happened at West Brom, what happened at Besiktas. I mean, it's just turgid. It's it's unfathomable. It's in, incredulous what we're seeing team selection wise. Now, I can honestly say that. In fact, I've got a bit of a, I've got a few hears when I said it at 26 minutes. I shouted and I ain't got much of a voice at the moment. If you've got anything about your Val, make some subs now. How about three of them? And I'm not kidding you. Within two minutes, he's calling back Martins. And I've seen him and so has my friend sitting next to me. And we've seen Martins run back. The next thing we're seeing is two subs bought on, one of them not being Martins. He was definitely bringing three on, 100% in my opinion. Semmer looked terrible today. I don't know how he stayed on that pitch and it took us long to get mines on. Now, you know I love mines. He's terrible at the moment as well. He's ground them all down. So I'm not sitting here being an apologist for Martins, but he was bringing three players on. Obviously, Kone went off and, and I sit directly opposite and he went down that. He never even acknowledged Ince. He went straight, never acknowledged the manager, straight down the touchline, absolutely furious. And then just as the players came Come on, then Martins comes around and he's not happy either. He kicks a bottle and goes down the tunnel and he's down the tunnel a good 10 minutes. So he's not happy either. So he lost, there's two players at least. KMB's probably just not fit enough and I don't think he's probably got enough oomph in him to be upset anyway. Coney was livid. He weren't great, but we needed to make changes. But were they the changes that I would have made? How on earth is Ryan Andrews not playing or get playing on this pitch and we know and what Paul Holly said and I've heard the same thing and we've had a brief discussion today Paul me and you Pete and that we know there's more to it and there is a big issue there and it needs to come out now it's unfathomable what we're watching the football I've never finally the pennies dropped and the crowd are starting what our crowd is it's just so dreadfully frustrating because how the owners and that are just getting away with this and nobody rebelling but the booing was as was cacophony as I've seen for a long time and quite justified it was just clueless football and they just couldn't handle Huddersfield press they couldn't handle the young blonde lad in midfield oh, Huddersfield yes. and super player yeah, runners brilliant. ragged uh, yeah, absolutely superb. And they thoroughly, thoroughly deserved the win. It's the best thing that probably could have happened to us to wake a few people up because Twitter, social media, this spaces, and I'm sure many others suddenly waking up to the fact of what they are now witnessing. It's not all on Val. And I'm going to say this tonight. I'm not a fan. And this is how I best frame how I feel about Ishmael. It's probably to use those of us that watch The Apprentice and watch Mr. Lord Sugar. When he likes a contestant, but he knows he's got to get rid of him, he says, with regret, you're fired. And that's where I am. It's with regret, but you're fired. I don't dislike the guy. I dislike his football. He's come in to do a headmaster's job to get the discipline right. He's done that, but then it's all fallen apart. And we're just in a situation now where we're just going to drift. So things do need to change. There's nothing, and it's not going to change us, but people keep saying we need to get to the 50 points. I'm sure we do. We're nine points off of relegation. Now, I'm not saying we're getting relegated, but I've seen clubs collapse, and they can collapse. Millwall have gone to Southampton today and beaten them 2-1. So the Neil Harris train is moving. 
They're at home next week at the Den. You can now imagine what the atmosphere is like. And Greg is absolutely right. This Watford team will not handle that at all. And let's hope this time next week we're sitting there saying I was wrong, Rich. But we will not handle that. So that's another defeat out the way. Another defeat. And then when do you start looking and thinking, where are we picking up the points? If you want to have a look at the run that's coming up for Watford with the teams we've got to play in. Yep. And I'm thinking, where's nine points? Where's, but yeah, okay, there's a few worse teams than us and I'm sure we will limp home. But it's just terrible football. The home form is absolutely disgraceful. I've been saying for weeks, take the handbrake off. We've been told by Ishmael this week, we've all got our focus on, as I said before the game, you can't lose this game after everything that's been said by uh, the Watford Observer via Andrew French asking questions this week. Everything that's been coming back from the manager this week, you do not lose today. We've lost today. He's talking about getting the, everything. We've had a nice week to prepare. And I'd say another thing. Ishmael was planted three centre-forwards to choose some in the summer. It was his pick, Rayovic. I'm not going there again on Rayovic. I've said all I'm going to say, and I agree with Tom, your previous caller. It's almost cruel now watching it. I had people around me just laughing and being credulous of what we were watching. And it's cruel. He's got to be taken out the firing line. The one piece of quality that we saw today was Asprilia into, Mart- uh, into Dennis, who moved away from his defender with speed, power and he blasted the ball into the net and then sadly by doing that he's probably pulled his arms pulled his groin or something and, and that just sums it all up but that was the only piece of quality in the whole game we were dreadful and the amount the players were falling out all over the pitch Hoyt was just incandescent with so many you had Pollock putting his shirt over his head countless times that we gave the ball away and as for the midfield it was non-existent yeah Tom Ince had three great chances to score and he didn't put them away but have we got to rely on Tom Ince now at this stage of our football career 50 grand transfer get finally given a game after not being seen all season he's in three times to score today a few more games he might put them away but it's all too late and it's all down to the manager's negative setup we've come out of that tunnel this tonight and we've not even looked to play and he said it in the, he said it as Ron said and I've said it myself on a tweet in the week when asked about how you're going to start the game it was all about let's look the first 15, 20 minutes of what our opponent's going to do, not what we're going to do. If it was me today, I'd be saying, bloody win that toss. Let's kick towards the rookery. Let's change it around. Let's have a bit. Let's just go for it. Let's get the crowd on our side. Get them going. But nah, none of it's there. And the club's dying on its feet. And it's sad. And I get no satisfaction. But I've been saying it for weeks. And it's just it just annoys me and frustrates me now that people are now starting to see it. And all, all too late, I'm afraid. And we've got to be very careful. We well, need a few wins. In a way, we have to look at Millwall today. And we have to look at also Huddersfield today under Andre Breinreitner, who have come in and made positive starts with a managerial change. If that happens, that's what we need. Look at what Huddersfield did do today. They came and, as has already been said, they pressed us, they went with a high tempo, they imposed their game on us. If you choose to sit back for the first 20 minutes to wait to see what they're going to do, you've surrendered already 25% nearly of the game before before you've decided to play. One of the things that Andrew had mentioned was in terms of the first halves for the whole season, it was only Rotherham and QPR that we've actually had a lead at halftime at home. And you can understand if, if, if you've got the pause button on until you've decided what the other team are going to do before you'll try to, to lay a glove on them, which, which is which is sad, which is sad because I think we would all like to see a manager succeed and stay. Sorry, go on. Yeah, and, and I think, Pete, that the only thing that I'm going to buck the trend a little bit is I actually don't think they are going to get rid of him. And I, gen, I just can't, I'm not sitting here tonight thinking, waiting for the corner flag tweet or whatever we usually get or the weekend and even when Greg, who, who could be ultra positive and, yeah. and all like that, even, even he's saying, I actually, for once, I don't feel that there's a sacking coming. I just, that the lethargy within the club, in the boardroom at Duxbury and Potso's level, the lethargy is there. I don't think there is any appetite to change. And unfortunately, and there isn't much appetite for any of us to see a change. But as you've just quite rightly said, in Huddersfield and Millwall, change is needed to get a spark into this football club because Ishmael cannot get the spark going. And it's very questionable whether he's lost the players now. And if you're saying to me that what I watched on the football pitch today was 11 Watford players 
playing for their manager, then you're wrong. And that's what we've got to be careful. Rich, Wish you a good evening. Rich, sir, yeah, have a good evening, sir. Love to Mrs. WFC too. Yeah, what can we say? Guys, we've got lots of people waiting. I'm going to be here until we've got through everybody. Do bear with us. No problem with that. We'll do the five words. It takes as long as it takes. Danny, sir. Danny, God, blimey. It's, it's been an odd one tonight, obviously, because yeah. of that, that, that game and that performance and everything else. What did you make of it? What did the fine family iron think today? I've been listening to all the calls. It's not often I agree with everyone, but I agree with every single word that everybody's come in and said. I agree with Greg, I agree with Rich, I agree with Uncle. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a very depressing time at the moment. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I'm not angry. I'm just fed up. That's just how I feel. There's no point getting angry because... What's that going to do? It's going to get nowhere. We all we all know the situation in the club. It's just getting beyond the point now where I just don't care anymore. When we lose, I just genuinely I don't care because we've seen it. We've seen it so many times for the past two, three years, whatever it is. It's just getting beyond a joke now. There's no point sacking Ishmael. What's that going to achieve? We're not going up. We're definitely not going up. Don't think we'll go down. There's plenty. There's at least four or five teams that are worse than this. So there's just no point sacking. You better off just seeing out for the season and changing it in the summer. I'm just so fed up now. Really, I'm fed up because even when we went one nil up, you got to say it was against the runner play because Huddersfield thoroughly deserve the win. You cannot say otherwise. Agreed. They thoroughly deserve the win today. They've got that new manager spark. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just just so fed up at the moment, Rich. Pete, sorry, just so fed up. No, that's all right, Becky. Don't worry, it, mate. It's uh, yeah, no, it is. It's of course it's gonna it's gonna feel depressing. As I said earlier on, I think I described it as an as a solar eclipse. I was having one of my more lyrical moments. Sorry, everybody, do forgive me. It was just yeah, it was just such a missed opportunity, and it feels like since Boxing Day, especially. And I'm, I'm I think those people who have said about the performances have been speaking prior to Boxing Day about seeing the, these particular signs. And I think there's there, there have been there. But you look at the statistics of the games and for so long we were talking about 18 games and two defeats and 24 games and four defeats. And suddenly we're, we, we've almost sleepwalked into this kind of, th- this latest bunch of statistics of, of games. But we're also taking a look at, looking back at these performances and going, they, they've been lifeless and they, they've not had the identity or the intensity or the enthusiasm Enthusiasm. I wouldn't say any great level of, of tactics or, or kind of things going in, in the start of the season, but there seemed a belief and identity and an intensity. We just seem to be, we seem to feel like everything is improvised again and everything feels a bit rudderless, doesn't it? Mm, it's just, you know, I, I just don't get it because, you know, the, the period, the purple patch we had before Christmas, you know, we've got the same group of players since then, obviously, but by Dennis, we've got the same group of players. What's changed? I just don't, I just don't understand. Is it the players have just thought, oh, we're, we're safe mid-table now, let's not, you know, let's just not bother playing anymore. But at that point, we're in a good chance of the playoffs. So I think it was the QPR game. I think we were either one point or cut the points off players. I can't remember. But since the turn of year, it's just been... Nothing short of disgraceful. It really has. I'm going to bring Ravish again. I'll, I'll just, yeah, I've been, I've been having discussion with other other people throughout today. It was clear we needed a striker in the summer. We must have had a list of however many targets. Who thought Ravich would, would have been that man? Because if he was our number one target, Jesus Christ, our recruitment team is worse than I thought. The thing I could think of is we had trouser targets at higher place than Ravich and we couldn't get him. So Ravich was four fifth best. Oh God, it's generally gets to the point now where I feel sorry for Ravich now because he's clearly not up to this sort of level of football. It's getting, it's getting cruel now actually playing him because he... Surely as a player now, you can feel the fans getting on your back. Those two headers he missed, you've, you've got to at least hit the target, you know, crossbar, post, anything. And he's put it 20 yards over the bar. He's just, he's, yeah, I, generally, P, I just, oh yeah, I don't know, mate. It, it's been poor. The, yeah. the recruitment has been, let's face yeah. it, it's been an absolute cock-up of epic proportions. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to host the Parlacci Gino thing because of, as it was, host it. What am I talking about? Chat to it. And of course, there we had Ben Manga and we had Cristiano Giretta. Now, it was interesting. Manga was still at the club when Ryovic was purchased. But if you remember, it was Giretta who was all over it, all over the everything in terms of he was handing him the shirt, doing all the press stuff. And of course, he's no longer here. And I'm not, I don't know whether or not you put those two things together or not, or what it is, or if he just likes the sun in Cyprus and fair play, whatever. We've now got Nani back. And the signing that we made this week, which was Mamadou Diabia, who's a Malian under-17 who turned 18 on what, Tuesday? 
And I think mm. we announced it on the Wednesday. I might get the dates slightly other days, yeah. slightly mixed up. He looks to be genuinely like the kind of thing that I was moaning that we weren't doing when I was doing the accounts kind of review. I think there is I think there is some hope with somebody like Nani that you might be able to bring something in and, and improve things going forward. Maybe. But maybe tonight is a question of licking our wounds and uh, and seeing what tomorrow brings. But you're somebody who is saying, I want him to see out the season, like Kiko, like Kiko Sanchez Flores did and Matt Sari yeah. did for that, and then make the changes in the summer, yeah? Yeah, definitely, because speaking to a lot of what fans, most what fans I, I speak to on a regular basis, they, all they wanted from this season was just, number one, keep the manager for mm-hmm. the season, and number two, just enjoy watching Watford. Now, for, for, yeah, for the middle part of the season, pre-Christmas, it was enjoyable watching Watford. I was, you were getting all it, of those things, it, yeah. I was there, yeah, it was like, it was ticking all the boxes. I was, all, my friends, all my friends were saying, yeah, Watford are back. All my friends were like, don't worry, in a few weeks, you'll be angry again, and they're fucking, isn't they? I'm um, just, part of me, yes, I do want the manager to stay, but that's not because... I like, I like the guy, but I just think he, he's slowly losing dressing room. But I just think for the, it's just going to be absolutely pointless getting rid of Ishmael now. It really would be. It would be just, there's just no point because, like I said before, we're not going to, we're not going to go up, and I don't think we're going to go down. So let, let's just forget. Let's just try, try something new. Go to two up front, play a couple of youngsters, give, give Jack Greaves a chance. Stop playing Tom Deli Bashiru right back. I forgot. Oh, I'm going to. Sorry, I'm going to go on to that again. You're, you're, you're playing Tom Deli Bashiru at right back. He's a centre midfielder. Yeah, you got two right backs on the bench. Like mm-hmm. I said to you earlier, you didn't do outside the bunker. What is all that about? Yeah, okay, and Gakiri, it's his first game back. But even so, Andrew, it's his, I think that's his fifth game in the row now he's been on the bench. Palmy gets it. He's, what is he, 19, 20? You don't want to burn him out too quickly. But surely you only need a, a rest, one game, two game rest, and then you come back in. I'm sorry, but I just I don't understand it. I got it, I got it whilst the start of the season where Ngakia was injured because we had really no other choice. So Andrew's couldn't play every week, but now... Andrews is, I just can't understand. Andrews, surely he's fit enough now to be starting. So I only bring him on for the last five minutes. Come on. There we go. Absolutely. It, there's a lot of a lot of common themes to everybody there today in terms of feeling about it. Guys, have a safe journey back. It was lovely to see you all. And obviously, yeah, you, I, I don't care if he's not. Hello to dad in the back always. And Becky, <laughs> do, do, do have a good journey back. That, I tell you, I'm not, no, I'm not changing. From, I'm not diverting from that one. That's going to stick. You know me, guys. I don't, it doesn't matter how wrong I am. I'll keep going with it nonetheless it's the 90th minute all your mates around you got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.